Well, cricketing miracles are few and far be- between, of course, uh, the, the infamous World Cup final in 2019 when that ball hit Ben Stokes's bat and went down to the boundary and Ian Botham's uh, win in the Ashes back in 1980. But how about taking six wickets and six balls when your team is looking uh, to defend a reasonably small target uh, in uh, Gold Coast Club cricket? Well, one of the people uh, who has done that is Mujurabar captain Gareth Morgan, who joins us live on the run home now. Gareth, six wickets in six balls. Uh, what were your thought? What was your thought process when you're standing at your mark going into that final over? When I, I think the Oppo only needed what five runs to win the game. Yeah, that's right. Um, they needed five to win. Um, definitely wasn't um, in my thought process that I was going to take six wickets. That's for sure. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping to get the guy who was on strike, um, off strike, and be able to bowl a few uh, balls that they couldn't score off uh, to the uh, guy at the other end and uh, see how far into the over we could stretch the game. Yeah, and look, that uh, that uh, bat- batter you're talking about, Jack Garland, who happens to be a journalist as well, a reporter for the Gold Coast Bulletin, he'd actually batted quite well, right? And uh, and then try to what win the game with one shot and got got caught in the deep. Uh, when, when the ball came off the bat, what, what did you think when when he whacked that one at the start of the over? Oh yeah, when he had been going well, um, when it came off the bat, I thought that it was going to clear the boundary because it's actually a fairly short boundary. It's probably maybe fifty-five, touching sixty meters, so it's not a big boundary. And I thought that was going over. Um, and then um, the uh, guy on my team who started to get in position, I thought, oh, hang on, he's a chance here. But he's also looking into the, the setting sun in the afternoon. So um, I was a bit unsure whether he might just uh, spill it or at least um, get a hand and stop it from going over. But in the end, he just straight in the middle of his mitts and uh, then Jake's on his way. <laughs> and I guess from Jake Garland's perspective, mate, he's like, look, I can have a whack at this first one and then I'll leave it up to the other blokes if I get out to noodle a couple of singles around and get us over the line, right? Well, yeah, I think that I think that ended up being his theory. To be honest, um, I I set the field back um, down the ground where he played some good shots to try and give him a single at least. Mm. Um, and he it was a hot day and he was pretty cooked. He had uh, actually had to go off the field um, for well, maybe about an hour earlier for a little while, and he came back on the next ball the wicket because um, he the heat had got to him. So I thought he's not going to try and run two I wouldn't have thought so I think that played a part in him deciding to try and whack it rather than uh, push a couple of singles around yeah yeah and uh what's the rivalry like between um your team and surface paradise oh look in the uh the grade we're playing in um it's always played in good spirits and um a bit of good fun um a couple of years ago they had Craig McDermott playing in this particular team of theirs as well so uh they use it as a bit of a development opportunity like we do with um, some of our young up-and-coming players with uh, some older heads to uh, help guide them. But uh, up in our first grade, it's, the rivalry is pretty strong. We uh, play off for a, a memorial trophy, actually, for a, a guy who played for both clubs who passed away a few years ago. So there's a bit of a rivalry up there. So you got that first wicket, Garland Court uh, in the deep. Um, so sort of, sort of talk us through the next couple. Look, look, just reading the match report, it looks like most people were sort of going for, for some decent shots, but all of a sudden you found yourself with a hat-trick and, and, what, three balls to go, and they still needed five runs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like the, the second ball, the, the um, guy that came out to bat, I think he uh, probably was looking to try and push it out to the 
one of the guys I had in the deep on the leg side as well. But the ball kind of stuck in the wicket, and uh, he had to change his shot and square himself up a bit, and it just hit that good part of the bat that made it just float in the air nice and comfortably to my guy. It was just a regulation mid-on, um, maybe even a little bit short, to be honest, because I brought him up. But, um, yeah, it just floated to him. And then the second, oh, sorry, the third one was quite similar. Their captain came out on the hat-trick ball. I did expect him to probably try and block it, to be honest, being a hat-trick ball and thinking, well, at least three balls after this to, to still get the five runs. For sure. Um, but he, um, he tried to sort of turn it a little bit and popped it um, to the short mid-wicket fielder. Uh, oh, pop didn't go to him. Um, it was a good diving catch, one of those ones that you you almost think that we need the uh, TV replay to see whether it hit the ground or not. But uh, from where I was and the umpire was, we could clearly see he got his hands under it. And what uh, what is your sort of last week, week and a half been like, man? I know you've been um, <laughs> smashed with requests from media all around the globe, but, but what has it been like for you to be sort of like a... Uh, a star, you know, a deer in the headlights for the last couple of weeks, almost being like this breakout star for a couple of days. Oh, for me, it's um, a, a place that um, I'm not very comfortable in, if I'm completely honest. I, I don't like uh, the limelight, and um, the guys of the club will tell you, even when I have a good day on the field, I try to deflect it onto others in my team <laughs> uh, when we talk about the games in our match reports. Um, but look, it has been fun, I must say. Um, Getting a lot of uh, family and friends from across the globe uh, reaching out to me saying, hey, I just saw this pop up on my newsfeed or this was on the radio over here. Um, that that part has been quite fun. And I think overall, though, I'm looking at the the promotion of our sport here on the coast in our um, competition as well as our club because, as I said before, it's been a bit of a breeding ground for some young players who've come through and we, we try and teach them. And most teams will have three or four um, guys under 18 in this grade and over the last three or four years it would be that I've had um, some guys in this team who have gone and kicked on and have played um, at state level in the under 19s a couple um, there's, I think there's four young fellas from the Gold Coast competition who have played in the Australian under 19s team in the last couple of years who have gone through this uh, same type of development stuff so I think that um, promotion for us and then having people understand that that's the type of um, talent going through um, gives us a really good uh, place to start and maybe some sponsors might kick in and help some of these younger fellas who show some promise. Uh, it's an awesome story. Um, and, and before I let you go, I just want to take you back to that last ball. Uh, that, uh, my guess is that's probably when you felt um, at the most ease because they needed five runs, but you're sort of sitting there and you're going, I've just got five wickets. There's no way he's going to get out, but I think the game's safe. What, what was sort of your mindset going into that final delivery? Yeah, I definitely felt a bit more comfortable with that one. Um, my mindset, I said to the, uh, the guys when he was coming out to bat, I said to them, all right, no one changes position. You stay in your spot. Pointed to two. I said, you guys need to be ready because I'm going to jam it up full at the stumps and um, try and take the stumps out again here. Yeah. And if he gets some bat on it, it could deflect out to you guys. Don't let it go for four and tie this game up. Um, and so I thought he's not... He they To their credit, they kept trying to score to win those to win the game, they're playing their shots to do it but um, I just knew it was going to be very difficult for a number 11 batsman coming out to do that so uh, I was a pretty uh, pretty good chance of um, taking a six wicket in a row which I was standing at the top of my mark 
in disbelief <laughs> that that opportunity was in front of me. No doubt, no doubt. And of course, you now live in uh, the country of the world champs. Did you get a chance to watch the game, Travis Head? What an outstanding innings! Um, I'm sure you are a cricket fan as well, uh, being a yeah. being a player. But a pretty impressive performance for Australia to win what nine games on the bounce to to claim the trophy. It certainly was. After the way they started, there was a lot of people um, doubting that this team had it. And we thought we might have a, a Wallaby situation in the World Cup <laughs> going on. Um, uh, but they turned it around and they, they were magnificent. And it was, um, yeah, really, really good to see um, Travis Head after he missed the start of the competition come out and do what he's been able to do. And, uh, yeah, probably go down, I reckon, as maybe even Australia's best. Beat India and India and the way they've been playing. Awesome, mate. All right. Well, uh, look, uh, as a, as a as a cricket fan for my whole life and a former player, I can only imagine <laughs> what what that sort of uh, ten minutes was like for you, man. So, congratulations on on six wickets in an over. It's an awesome feat, dude. No matter what what grade of cricket you're playing, and uh, all the best for the rest of your uh, domestic campaign. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. The run home. Thanks to Mick Delivery.